Hi guys, I'm Azure Baker, a shadow work practitioner and psychic soul coach. This is the Dark Goddess Creatrix Coven podcast. My first episode was on chaos addiction. And I told you guys in that episode that I would fully introduce myself and tell my story at some point. And I wanted to make that my second episode so my audience could get to know me a little better. So... I just want to start by saying that I am almost six years clean from methamphetamine. I had a long history of addiction um, from the time I was a young teenager. It started out with drug usage and a little bit of alcohol usage and just turned into a full-blown addiction. Now, I want to say that not only was my addiction physical, it was also mental, and that's where the chaos addiction came in with my addiction. It took me years to realize that I was addicted to the chaos more than I was addicted to the drugs, but when I gave up the drugs, the chaos was still there, Um, and it followed me for many years because I had no idea that that's what it was, and it wasn't until I started shadow work that I started realizing that I was making these situations for myself. Um, Not that everything that has ever happened in my life is only my fault, um, but a lot of it is. You know, I've made these situations for myself, and it's been one of those things that that's why I had a decade long addiction to drugs and alcohol and um, just self destruction. And that was the biggest thing, was my self-destruction, my self-sabotage, my feeling of unworthiness. And that was left in the wake after I quit using the substances. And I didn't realize it at the time. But when I came into the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous and was offered the workbook, the step book to Narcotics Anonymous, I was doing shadow work. I was doing shadow work in Narcotics Anonymous long before I ever knew what shadow work was. And I just want to say that it brought me to my knees for the very first time, realizing that I now had to take responsibility for my actions. And this is a much longer process than I ever imagined and will continue to take, you know, take my whole life to be a better human being, be a better soul. And this is just part of my journey. I've accepted that, that it's a journey and not a destination. And I thought that, you know, one day I would just be done and healed and, you know, ready to take on the world. And here I am healing in every aspect and still taking on the world. So one thing I wanna say is that if you're out there and you're healing, I just wanna say that done is better than perfect. And so you're already ready to take on the world. You're already good enough. You're already worthy. And I didn't realize that. And I wanna talk about the ways that my chaos addiction followed me in depth. I'm gonna get really vulnerable here and very graphic. So when I quit using drugs and alcohol, um, I still got into these relationships 
Um, actually, I found my, I thought would be my forever person in Narcotics Anonymous just a few days into Narcotics Anonymous, you guys. Um, they call that 13-stepping. <laughs> um, so anyway, I found this person and I spent a year and a half with them, almost a year and a half with them. And I didn't realize just how like toxic it was because we relied on each other to do everything and there was still this like place in me that was like testing him to make sure that he was loyal and like starting issues without starting issues and then you know came the codependency stuff and um, I was manipulative and moody and I didn't realize at the time that was literally part of my addiction not my drug addiction you guys my chaos addiction um, I had a lot of shit that I needed to heal and I didn't realize that at the time that it wasn't going to be healed with another person. It had to start with me. It took me being almost 18 months clean back in 2016 and pregnant, nonetheless, pregnant, okay, um, by somebody that I barely knew, um, to realize that you know like a lot of my problems were me I was creating my problems and I was like and now I have this baby that I'm gonna care for when it finally gets here and I wanted to be a better person just instantly and I'm not saying that my pregnancy changed me but it saved me my pregnancy saved me I still had a lot to learn okay um, but I didn't even know my daughter's dad he was a plenty of fish date you guys and I don't tell a lot of people that but here I am on a podcast where everyone can hear it um he was a plenty of fish date literally like I knew him for about a month before I ended up pregnant and I knew then that we weren't gonna go anywhere good um my daughter was the biggest blessing that I have ever had in my life aside from getting clean and now being married to someone that holds me in the highest respect. So fast forward to, you know, like that place where I was 18 months clean. Um, I actually owned my own home. I was a nurse and I was living about an hour away from my family and I um, decided that what was best for me was to move back home. So I winterized my house, I quit my job, and I moved back home. Um, I moved back home to my parents' house, and I spent the duration of my pregnancy there, the rest of my pregnancy, learning to be kind to myself, and also at the same time still filling um, my, my void that I felt with dating um that's hard for me to say because you know there, there's that embarrassment factor of realizing that I was still dating while I was pregnant but there's the stigma thing there too that I have to realize that it's just a societal thing um so I finally had my daughter and I was not in a relationship um and I just realized like I didn't know love until I had her and I wanted to love her you know, and show her the best way, best possible way to live. And I knew that in those moments after having her that I had to learn how to love myself in order to show her that. Because as parents, we're, we're models, you know, like we're role models. 
and I still didn't love myself. Um, and I still struggled. And the only thing that was really filling that void was her, was my daughter. And so I reached out to um, a close, now close friend of mine. Um, her name's Carly Long. If you don't know her, you probably should. Um, but she was my very first coach. And she taught me some things and told me some things that I didn't want to hear, but needed to. Um, but she was very kind to me in the process. And she helped me work through some things where I realized just how worthy I was, um, but wasn't ready for it. So I met with her in November of 2017. And it wasn't until August of 2018 that I realized that there was no man that was going to fill that void for me. No man that was going to fill that void for me. No man that was going to make me feel better. Nothing like a relationship was going to work for me until I started to respect and love myself. Um, because I wasn't going to allow somebody else to respect and love me in that way. And I was choosing all the wrong relationships anyway. You know, it just wasn't great. You know, there was either, you know, lies or cheating or, and not necessarily on my part. Um, and I'm not saying that I didn't. I'm just saying that a lot of my relationships ended up, you know, after that, you know, ended up with being cheated on and things like that. Um, having secrets not feeling like I was important. And I set the bar for that because I made it okay. You know, like I made that okay because I would forgive and try to forget and, you know, make excuses for the behavior that they were having because, you know, like I thought that that's all the better that I could do because I didn't realize just how amazing and worthy that I was as a person because I didn't respect myself. But all in the back of my mind, I wanted better for my daughter. I wanted a beautiful life for her. And I was still a kick-ass mom. I was still a kick-ass mom through all of that. And it wasn't until about August of 2018 that I realized, like, God, I've got to do better. Um, I'd just gotten out of a relationship where I'd been cheated on and lied to the entire time. Now, mind you, I set the bar for this because I let it go on. Um, even though my intuition was like ringing in and going, hey, 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 um, I was not listening to it. And I almost got taken for about $25,000 um, from that relationship where I co-signed on a car. Yeah, you guys don't. <laughs> don't do that. Um, I did, you know, because I, I wanted them to love me. I wanted them to accept me. I wanted them to you know, and they wanted to take off with the vehicle and I was going to be stuck with payments. Um, and they ended up bringing the vehicle back and I was able to get it back to the dealership and get out from under the payment, thankfully for connections and friends and family members. That was a really um, financially scary time because I was a single mother living in a single wide trailer with my daughter and making sure that she had everything she needed. Now, all this time, you guys, I was still like emotionally available for my daughter. I used to wonder how mothers did it, but ultimately when it came down to it, I put her first. I put her first. And I was putting every aspect of myself last, trying to just 
fit into a box that I shot at, that I thought I should be in, married in a relationship, providing her a father, um, that's where I thought I should be. And all that time, like, it wasn't working out <laughs> because I was going in all the wrong places with it. So anyway, I spent about six months, no relationship, um, just really living for my daughter and I. Um, I wasn't like actively in a relationship. I was dating, um, but didn't get into a relationship. And I ended up pregnant again. I found out about five days, four day, four or five days before Christmas of 2018. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I've talked about this in other podcasts. Um, I was a single mom. I lived in a double wide trailer or a single wide trailer. And I had an 18, a less than 18 month old daughter. And I wanted what was best for her. So I made an appointment at Planned Parenthood to have an abortion. It was the last thing I wanted to do, but I didn't know what else to do. I, I'm getting like, you know, like that fear of like the stigma even saying this. Um, but I ended up miscarrying before I had the abortion. I miscarried and I'm guessing it was from all the stress that was happening in my life. Um, <clears throat> it was a very emotional time for me and I wasn't happy and I was having, you know, realizations of all the mistakes that I'd made and they were hitting me very deeply um, and I felt very guilty and there's parts of me that still feel guilty about making that appointment. Um, there's parts of me that still feel, feel fearful of being judged for making that appointment. There's parts of me that hurt for the situation because of what it was. Um, I ended up pregnant with what I, like I said, what I, um, you know, I was a single mom with, you know, possibly a second child and I was freaked. Um, this pregnancy came from an off and on relationship you know, from the time I was in my early teens. Um, this was like the person that I just thought I loved. And honestly, the relationship was extremely toxic. We were in and out of each other's lives, even when we were in relationships. And that was another pain point of it was that like, they weren't there for me and I expected them to be. And expectations um, are really um, killers of things sometimes. And so... You know, like there was a lot of pain from that and I just shut down and got in this really like masculine energy of realizing like um, I didn't have time for this you know like that's what I said I don't have time to like grieve from this I don't have time so I just shut down I shut it out and I actually met my now husband about a month later and we started dating and he was everything I could have ever imagined um, everything honestly emotionally he was everything I could have ever imagined it was funny because I had a list of you know like things that were non-negotiables in relationships and I never followed it and I never followed it with this one either but something told me that this was different 
And um, when I met my now husband, he didn't have a job. He didn't have a vehicle. He lived with his mom. Um, my mom was not a fan of him. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like there was something so calming about him. I didn't, there was like this, you know, the calm just came over me for him. And he ended up, it wasn't filling a void. It was more of like, I felt partnership in that. I felt partnership with him instead of trying to fill something that only I could fill. And that's where the difference came in. And he ended up being a really amazing dad to my daughter. An amazing dad to my daughter. Um, we've been together over two years now. We got married in December of 2020. Um, I've tested the shit out of him, <laughs> if you guys are wondering, um, throughout my healing and my changing process and evolving. Um, I was still very in my victimhood when him and I met, and so I I tested him in every way possible just to see if he would stay or see if he would react in this way or that way. Um, there's been a lot of things that I've worked through with my shadow work since starting it and my healing work since starting it um, with my relationship because my relationship has been tested in every single way, um, especially with last year. Um, my husband lost his job right before the pandemic, like the lockdown and everything hit and he didn't have a job from March until July. And we went through a lot. Um, I didn't know if we were going to make it, to be honest with you. And in that time, you know, like I went into like hyper mode of like trying to make money and things like that and wasn't looking at like my healing process and making that a priority. I was just trying to make money because I was so scared because, you know, he was our, he was our main income provider. He actually let me quit my nursing job. Well, not let me, I guess let's rephrase this because he actually encouraged me to quit my nursing job in September of 2019, um, which I went out on my own into network marketing and quickly realized that was not for me. Um, I am on the soul level about emotions and healing and being a better version of ourselves and I'm not a salesperson. I'm just not. Obviously I sell programs and I sell one-to-one -one coaching spots and I sell things on my Etsy shop, but I'm not a salesperson. I'm here to like make people, you know, not make people, but guide people to feel better. Um, and that's my purpose, you know? Um, and so, you know, he encouraged me to do that and I've been, I've been, on my own as an entrepreneur for since September of 2019. Um, and I still some days don't think I have my shit figured out, but um, I just, I just do it. You know, it's that done is better than perfect thing. That's what I have to keep reminding myself. Um, but anyway, back to, you know, healing those wounds in relation to my relationships because it started you know, like way early in life, obviously my, I felt like my dad didn't want me. So like, here comes all of this flood of relationships of trying to be accepted and things like that, <clears throat> um, in a relationship. And 
when I met Jake, you know, he was, like I said, he was different than anyone else I'd ever met. You know, he actually valued me and respected me and wanted to be a team. And, you know, he's, he's also put up with all the changing that I've done and, and the testing that I've done. And I, I've tested him a lot. You know, I've started stupid ass petty fights just to see how he'll react and to get a reaction out of him. Or, you know, I'm, I, I can be, I used to be a really manipulative person and I am not like that anymore, you know, and, and I'm just saying that the shadow work has, has done, you know, broken down those illusions for me of like why I needed to manipulate. And the reason I needed to manipulate was because I needed to feel safe and supported and seen and heard, um, regardless of what that meant doing to another person. And I, I know that I don't have to do that now. You know, I know, and if I know, if I knew what I, then what I know now, I think it would have significantly changed the course of my relationships. And also, um, I do believe that I've had to, you know, have everything happen to me to get to this point. Um, and I'm just going to say that, like, the healing and the shadow work, and the inner work and the spirituality that I have today has changed my relationships with myself as a mother, as a partner. It's, it's significantly changed my relationships. I can't say enough, like how many illusions that I've broken down. It's like the, the fear of being left, the fear of being left. So I would command attention. I would command attention when it was convenient for me. Um, even if it wasn't convenient for the other person. And I realized that that was just the fear of being alone. And that, you know, and once I realized, like, I'm never alone as long as I have me. And as long as I'm happy with me. That thought process just went away you know and our he's he's you know my husband stood by me in so many aspects um when I was emotional you know he's the type of he's the type of um partner that you know would bring me like M&Ms and you know like my favorite soda on my period um or you know like hug me and like turn on my favorite show and make me my favorite food on my bad days. And I never had someone like that. I never had someone like that. I always had somebody that, you know, like, because I was in this codependent place where like, if I could take care of somebody, I could feel good about me. Um, I never had somebody that, that wanted to be in a partnership with me. And I honestly think by like the grace of my higher power and the universe source, whatever you want to call it, um, he was sent to me because of what I was dealing with. Um, cause I was in pain from, you know, like the thought of an abortion and then having a miscarriage and all of that. It was, it was just, I was in pain. I was, I was in pain and I was still trying to, I was still being a mother. I was still showing up. I was still going to a job. I was still, you know, in this space where I was still trying to operate and even saying this right now like there's this like undertone of 
fear of judgment, you know, from from doing this, from saying all this, from telling you guys this. And I know like the best way to like help my audience is to be vulnerable. And being really vulnerable means telling our truth. And I've shared a lot of things with my husband that I've never shared with anyone else. I've shared more things in the past eight months with my audience that I thought I'd never share because I thought that, you know, I should be like a highlight reel. And that's not the case. You know, like my, my emotional recovery has been the hardest part of recovering from being, you know, being a math addict, um, being in toxic relationships. You know, you guys, I've been, I've been sexually abused. I have been an addict. I have attempted suicide during my addiction. Um, when I say I've been sexually abused, I've been raped, um, which is not something I generally, you know, share. My, my husband actually wasn't even aware of it. And I, I didn't even know that he wasn't aware of it. It's just not something that I, I talk about. Um, but I had a lot of emotional pain, you know, that, that came with um, you know, getting clean from drugs. Like it wasn't just the shit that I experienced, but it was the shit that I did too. And, and then the beliefs that were strung together, you know, from all of this. And I, that I, I believed that I wasn't worthy and I believed that, you know, I didn't deserve to have a happy life and I was ashamed. There, fuck, there's still days that I'm ashamed for what I've done, you know, like I get in my head and I get to feeling bad as fuck about, you know, the things that I did in my addiction because I was a really ugly person. Um, and I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about like just emotionally and spiritually. I was just a horrible person um, that was just, you know, trying to feel better. Um, and that's what I had to realize is I was just a human. I was a human born to make mistakes, born to learn from them. And that was okay. And I know that now I know that, you know, like I was, a, I'm a human, you know, born to make mistakes and born to learn from them. And everything that I did and experienced was, was human. And humans are meaning making machines. And by the time that I got to a place where I was, you know, ready to emotionally recover, um, I had made all these meanings, you know, it didn't just come from my addiction. You guys, it came from obviously childhood and society and things like that. But there was a lot of things that came from my addiction and my destructive and self-sabotaging behavior. Um, it was almost like I, I didn't want good things for myself. And so, you know, um, my, you know, my, I almost ruined my relationship that, that I'm in that, you know, I'm now in a marriage. Um, and I'm just going to tell you guys this, because we survived, because I healed, because he healed and because we grew, we're better than we've ever been. I'm honest with him about my feelings and he listens and I'm able to do the same. I'm able to do the same now. And I didn't used to, I was, it was all about me and what I needed and you know, I had to realize, like, it didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. And my daughter, 
she's amazing and beautiful and learning every day. And I get to set a good example now. I get to set a good example and show her what it's like to feel good. You know, because I spent so much time not feeling good when I felt good. I knew that that's all I ever wanted to feel again. And I spent a lot of time, you know, putting my effort into inner healing and shadow work. And, you know, I went to, went to um, training to, you know, dive deeper into my spirituality um, and decided to become a coach so I could help people heal like I have and continue to heal. Um, and like I said, you know, my purpose is to guide people to heal. I just wanted to share a little bit about me and what I've been through. I'm sure that I'll add tidbits in throughout the episodes. Um, I'm just grateful to have this podcast um, because it's something that's been on my agenda for a long time now. I just wasn't in a place where I felt like sharing it. So I want you guys to know that done is better than perfect. And that the best way to, to start your healing is just to start. Even if you don't know what you're doing. Just start. Start being honest with yourself. Start being yourself. Start being honest with your loved ones. Even if... It's not necessarily what they want to hear. Um, I noticed the, the best thing I could ever do for myself was to talk about my feelings even if somebody didn't want to hear them. Even if it wasn't enjoyable for them to hear what was going through my mind. It was better said than left unsaid. I just want to talk about really quick about how to contact me. You can find me on Facebook at Azure Baker. You can find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Azure B. That is spelled A-Z-U-R-E-B dot Psychic Soul Coach. You can also um, find me on Etsy. Um, it's Dark Goddess Creatrix Co. And you can find me in the Soul Magic Society on Facebook. It's my private Facebook group. Feel free to send me a message on Facebook or join my group. So thank you guys for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day.